Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. Oh, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Sean McCormick. And let me tell you, gang, I have been uh, recording a lot of episodes and I am so excited to bring to you the lineup of episodes that are coming your way. Um, You should take a minute to go to optimalperformancepodcast.com and go to the shop tab and look at the gear that I've curated for you guys for your enjoyment. Discounts on EMF protecting underwear from Lambs, um, my favorite CBD on the planet, Jane. Um, Discounts on the X3 bar, which continues to just be the most incredible and phenomenal piece of exercise equipment. It's all I do. I'm in the best shape of my life. It takes 10 minutes a day. It blows your mind. Um, So go check out some sweet discounts and... um, uh, yeah. On today's episode, we're joined by Dorea Karim. And Dorea is the daughter of Dr. Ibrahim Karim. And he is the creator, developer of uh, biogeometry. I first heard about biogeometry on the Paul Check 4D podcast. And um, I am totally not exaggerating at all. My mind was friggin' Alone. I this the the content in this podcast is so incredible and phenomenal, and here's why: it does a couple of things. It satisfies the sort of like prove it through science, please protocol, and also the incredible energy balancing properties of smart design through shapes. Yes. And I'm trying to say this as, as coherently as possible. It is it is both mystical and incredible and amazing and energetic, creating resonance and also tested, tried and true. We talk about in this podcast um, the power of biogeometry. What is it? What does it mean? You design shapes. How can shapes actually affect your health? We talk about um, how shapes convey information. We talk about the incredible studies the examples, the studies of the power of the effectiveness of biogeometry. We could talk about this case in uh, Switzerland where a Swiss town erected a cell phone tower and it basically was just screwing everybody up in this town. They were feeling gross. They were, they were psychologically depressed. They were, they were physically unhealthy. And uh, they went to this cell phone tower and literally like placed shapes on the cell phone tower and it improved everyone else's um, health and vitality. Um, the avoidance of using antibiotics on raising chickens through biogeometry by introducing certain shapes to create a uh, energetic resonance that that keeps chickens healthy and calm. I mean, incredible, incredible stuff. Um, there's a study that's showing that, that biogeometry can normalize liver enzymes versus an interferon. I mean, just incredible stuff. This um, this design. So I'm wearing a pendant. Right now, we talk about this in the podcast. If you can, you can go to biogeometry.com. I'm wearing this really dope pendant, and I'm into stuff like this. 
this is the thing that I've been looking for for a long time. I, I've been looking for something that I could wear that I know that I would that I could feel that would actually make me feel more focused, more healthy, more energetic, more aligned. This does it. I've tried crystals. I, I still love crystals. I, I don't wear them very much, but I have them around the house. I have them in my office and in my car. And this pendant has uh, um, uh, designs, little squigglies that, that coincide with the energetic flow of the organs in your body. And your body recognizes these shapes on this pendant, and it basically um, increases uh, the, the energetic resonance that you have. This uh, We talk about how design language conveys um, a life source. We talk about how our homes center us. They have a product that is this little cube that um, basically the cube. Um, I'm just. I don't want to get. I want to get this right. Um, it balances energy in the body, and it creates energy resonance um, both in the water systems in your home and also in with EMF. EMF protection and um, reducing the harm of EMF is a big is a big focus uh, with biogeometry. This stuff is incredible. I'm I'm totally fascinated by it. And as soon as I put this pendant on, I felt strong. I felt balanced. I felt calm. I felt focused. And I'm the kind of guy that that I'm pretty sensitive to stuff, and I can feel what's going on in my body. So, <sighs> incredible stuff. If you don't, if you can't tell, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. But before we jump into this episode, I want to thank two of our sponsors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks. You knew it already. Uh, what I encourage you to do, if you if you do not have blue blocking glasses, you're like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's maybe not the thing for me. Uh, quit talking about it. Here's what you should do. You should go to blueblocks.com and you should go to the learn tab. You can look at the technology. You can look at what blue light actually does to our bodies. We, it talks about red light therapy. It talks about lens color guides. Um, and you can also read a ton of incredible information on the blog. Um, here's the thing. This stuff is really highly studied. You, when your eyes are taking in blue and green light at night after the sun goes down, it tweaks your circadian rhythm. It keeps you up. It, it suppresses melatonin and, and really destroys your sleep quality. The thing is, is that most people don't know what uh, how poor their sleep is until you try these on. When you start wearing these at night, you're going to look at screens after the sun goes down. Like it's okay. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. But if you're going to, if you're going to look at screens at night, you should have blue blocking glasses on so that when it's time to go to sleep, um, you actually feel ready and prepared to go to sleep. You know, this whole, I'm going to watch TV until the moment I go to bed uh, and I'm going to look at my phone in my bed and I'm just going to turn off and go to sleep. Like you're, you're suppressing melatonin production. You're affecting your quality of sleep. So go to blueblocks.com and use the code OPP for 15% off uh, your blue blocking glasses. They're stylish. They look cool. They freaking work, you know, X3 bars and blue blocking glasses. And, and now this biosignatures pendant is like core biohacking gear for me. So, uh, thank them for sponsoring the show. It really means a lot. And, uh, um, they're quality products. They're the best blue blocking glasses in the world. And, uh, you should go check them out. So go to blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use the code OPP for 15% off. It's worth every dollar you spend. Also, big shout out to Natural Stacks. As you will know, Natural Stacks was the producers and the supporters of this uh, this this here old podcast right here uh, for years. And now, 
Um, I thank them for being a sponsor of the show and supporting the show in so many ways. And also I want to thank them for their incredible products. You know, they're a totally unique supplement company that makes open source supplements so that you know what's in them and every batch is tested. So you know exactly what it's, the quality is for every single bottle that you buy from them. Uh, one of their core products that, that has, that continues to be a massive, massive seller for them is MagTech. The, the food that we eat, even the, the leafy greens that we eat, are depleted from nutrient density uh, because of the topsoil. The topsoil is just not as good a quality as it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And so the, even the leafy greens that you're eating are, are don't have the minerals that your body needs in order to uh, function properly, especially at the cellular level. So when you look at a product like MagTech that has three different types of magnesium, it's got magnesium glyconate in it, it's got magnesium taurate in it and magnesium l3 and 8 in it and uh it is it is the most complete magnesium product that i've tried and i've tried a, i've tried a handful um but you just it, it does it does a lot of great things for your body um it really helps a recent study shows taurine's ability to support healthy cognition through the aging process and it con- concluded that taurine supplementation significantly ameliorated the age-dependent decline in spatial memory acquisition and retention and can forestall the age-related decline in cognitive functions basically it's good for your brain you should have it it's also good for your body and your bones and your gut <laughs> and and your inflammation so uh as a core product uh mag mag tech from natural stocks is killer and uh it's something that i take every day so you should take it every day too it's a it's a sort of a, a pillar sort of supplement that, that all of us should be taking because uh the soil is is terrible and we got to do something about it so go to naturalstocks.com and use the code OPP20 for 20% off your first online order. While you're there, pick up some serotonin brain food and some D3. Okay, that's it. We're going to jump into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so, so excited to release this episode with you with Doria Kareem. And we're here with Doria Kareem, the director of the Bi- of Biogeometry Energy Systems. Doria, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we have these matching pendants on, and uh, I I have ever since I heard you and Dr. Kareem's appearance on the Paul Check uh, Living 4D podcast, um, I have been fascinated and have done so much reading on the work that you do. And I realized that I don't explain it very well to people when they say, "Well, what's this all about? How does this work? Like, what what is what are those little squiggly lines on your pendant, Sean? What is that ninety shape?" Um, so I'd like to start with a totally unfair question, um, <laughs> which is if you had to explain the essence of biogeometry to like a third grader, what, how would you explain that? You know, that is a tough question, um, to start off with, but I mean, if we're defining biogeometry, um, it's this, it's working with the subtle energy of shapes. So it's a design language. We call it nature's own design language because a lot of what we study is what we call the forming process in nature on a multidimensional energy level. Now, you know, that's that's probably the third grade answer I'd give, probably hoping that the third grader won't say what shapes have energy. Um, But, you know, if if I had to if I had to go again, speaking to a third grader and, and going to explain that shapes have energy, well, We'll just take it into all of our sensory experiences. You know, we're living in this absolute reality. All of our sensory experiences are part of our perceived reality. But really, if we think about 
our brain is like this computer kind of being hit by all of these different vibrations and waves and creating this reality. So anything that we can see, hear, touch, smell, taste, you know, we talk about as being an energy, as having an effect. And so people are probably more familiar with things like sound therapy or color therapy. Maybe not so much when we talk about the energy of shape, but it's, it's, it's a field that we've really grown and, um, and you know, probably the best example that is most people um, would be able to relate to when we talk about energy of shapes is the pyramids. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, a lot of times whenever anybody's designing some kind of meditation center or something, you see them trying to incorporate this pyramid shape. And so, um, there's a lot, there's a lot there to dive into, but probably that would be, you know, my go-to third grade answer. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for thank you for indulging me because it would have been a rough start to the podcast if you're like seriously, Sean, you want me to explain this to a third grader? How dare you? <laughs> what a rough start. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't think of just saying you know <laughs> um, that's too tough to start with. Yeah, but it's always we we give a lot of classes and I kind of always laugh and I always tell the students you know if I could just hear you when you go back home. And your family asks, so, hey, what did you learn? What did you study? And I was like, I'm sure you guys are all just going to have, like, blank faces. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a deep topic, but, you know, energy of shape, design language. That, I think that we all have some we all have some awareness uh, some um, I mean yeah the, the pyramids are an excellent example and the fact that you're in Egypt and that your you know your lineage is, is Egyptian and the understanding that when we look at forms when we look at shapes they they we have some impression we have some feeling we have some thought right if you're looking at a uh, a, a geodesic dome versus a uh, versus a pyramid versus, you know, um, you know, just a, a, a little box on a hillside, um, in a, in a housing development, you're going to have a different sense of, uh, it's going to give you a feeling. It's going to give you an emotion. It's going to, it's going to speak to you in a certain way. And that is just one of many, many, many different examples of how shapes can convey language and convey information. And it's also about our relationship uh, with those shapes that, that what, what biogeometry really speaks to, right? Yeah, and definitely. And I think a big part of our living environments that's gaining, um, that's, that's allowing people to gain interest in this field, maybe not just specifically biogeometry, but we really come to feel like, you know, when you're out in nature, it feels completely different than when you're at home. These box-shaped 90-degree angle structures aren't cutting it for us anymore. Mm. We're starting to feel like there, you know, there's a certain type of movement in the in uh, when we look at natural shapes, a certain type of feeling that resonates with you. And so, we we do look at how can we recreate this feeling when we're designing a home. But we do it with a little bit more of, I would say, research and testing in that we take those shapes and, and study their effects on the human body and then make sure that the home that where we incorporate biogeometry gives us these same effects. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, even just at, at, a big, at, a, at a place to start, at a, at a, at a Sean third grade <laughs> sort of understanding of this. Um, so 
I, the application of 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 the of this knowledge really it, it spans into so many different categories, right? Um, architecture, design, music, farming. Um, can you walk us through uh, what what you guys as an organization um, work on, or what your goals are trying to um, trying to do? And, and, and expand a little bit on on the different areas of application of of this this knowledge this wisdom like what is it what is it done what is it doing what are what are some like success stories I mean I think if we look at the broad picture um, what we're trying to to show is the effect that the environment has on the body and that the body is in constant energy exchange with the environment you know, so, so one of the key phrases we always keep repeating is you are the environment. Now, from a biometric perspective, there's more to you are the environment in the sense that we look at the body as a multidimensional vibrational human being. So we look at the body as having a physical body, vital, emotional, mental, spiritual. And so we use our scale of measurement is always that of a human biological energy system. So we never limit ourselves to um, any kind of... When, when you begin to study the body, what we say qualitatively versus quantitatively, then you begin to see the big picture, see all of those levels that we're immersed in. So, you know, a lot of people now are talking about things like, you know, a field that connects us all, right? So we're able to actually measure the effect of this field on your mental, what we would say your higher emotional and mental levels, measure your interaction with it, measure how you can affect it, how it can affect you. So the, the bigger goal is really to show people the importance of how much you are part of the environment. And we talk about, you know, this, this right brain perception and this left brain perception, where your right brain is really, there's no you. It's, you know, going beyond the ego. It's, it's holistic, it's universal, versus that left brain of me right here. And this, what well, I would say, this, this limited quantitative perceived reality we've placed ourselves in. And when we begin to to do that, to show that effect, you know, it opens up this, this whole world that has applications in any field you can think of. So, you know, to, to talk about some of our success stories. Um, I mean, one of the things that we do a lot of work in is uh, the effect of electromagnetic fields. So we, we talk a lot. One of the phrases we like to use is that we humanize modern technology. Now, the reason we say humanize modern technology is if we actually break it down, you know, our, our body has its own, um, you know, electromagnetic fields. It has its own, if we look at the neurotransmitters, right? So there's chemical, there's different types of chemical reactions in the body that are electric in nature. But when we begin to study the body qualitatively, we see that there's a difference between the qualities that we find in the body and the qualities that we find in environments where we have especially a lot of um, electromagnetic radiation. So things like Wi-Fi. And then when we come in and we look at that, so part of the thing, the reason we're saying humanize modern technology is where we actually look at how we can match or harmonize these external fields to those of the body so the body perceives less stress. So one of the things is, you know, probably our most famous success story, um, or at least most famous outside of, of Egypt, would be that in Switzerland there were two towns so uh, my father, who's actually the founder of the science of biogeometry, he, um, 
he he developed biogeometry. I mean, he brought it out to the public, I would say, around 40 years ago, or 45 years ago. And he graduated with his um, PhD from the Technical Institute in Zurich. And so he had friends there who knew, who knew of his work. And at one point, there was a, um, a region in Switzerland, Hamburg, where they installed a cell tower. And suddenly there was a lot of controversy as to the effects of the cell tower. A lot of people started feeling sick, but also noticing ecological changes, um, changes with wildlife. And so, you know, they were calling for the cell tower to be removed completely. So they called my father, asked him if, if we could um, begin to, to look at a solution for Hamburg using biogeometry. And, you know, we went in and we basically installed, I mean, the main solution was installing shapes at the back of the cell tower antennas, pointing to them. And after we installed those shapes, about a week later, uh, all of the residents reported that all of their symptoms had disappeared. And, you know, going further than that, there was a big part of it where actually, you know, that's very important to us today is that when that cell tower was installed, the symptoms that they reported weren't just physical. A huge part of it was psychological. Um, you know, one of the phrases that we'd hear a lot is, I don't have a will to live anymore. And they were worried that even if somehow a doctor came and said, because there was a, it was an independent study, um, so they were worried that if a doctor came and said, oh, your physical symptoms are gone, that they would still not feel well, kind of emotionally and mentally, but, but there would be no proof that they have to now remove the cell tower. And so, you know, they said, we need this part of the study too. And, and if you go on uh, biogeometry.com, there's a, there's our research section. There's a whole report where you can see all of the questions being asked. And so they included the emotional, what they called the psychic component to the study. And even in that, you know, basically we got to the point where they were happy with the solution. They said, okay, keep the cell tower. And it was addressing not just their physical symptoms and their psychological symptoms. It was addressing the wildlife and ecology, which is obviously a really big part for two things. Um, one, because, you know, there was a lot of the, there was cows there that were part of the industry, part of the livelihood of people that were having a lot of issues, a lot of miscarriages. So that was addressed. Um, they could see things that were, you know, one of the first things they were excited about was bats coming back. So they could see all of these changes. And then, of course, um, you know, a, another big part of it is that for us, we were able to basically rule out the placebo effect because of the effects we were seeing with plants and animals. So that was great um, for us. And then the same solution was repeated in another um, region about, I want to say, two years later or a year later in Hirschberg in Switzerland. Um, same thing, cell tower symptoms. Um, and studies before and after and seeing the results. So, you know, that's probably, I would say, you know, one of our biggest success stories uh, in the harmonization of a whole region. Um, and so it's great because, you know, when you asked about our goals starting off in this podcast, um, it actually does highlight the goal in that my, one of the ways that we always go in and, you know, ever since, we did this project, we would look at, there's this graph, our research of before and after, and it shows this region, not just a week later, but two years later. And it shows this graph where before this, before the biogeometry solution, you're asking 
people, you know, how many people here have physical symptoms of any kind? Or how many people have psychic symptoms of any kind? And the majority of people all do answer that they have something. You know, the majority is never free of symptoms. After the biometry solution, people came in and the majority of people said, I'm free of symptoms. I'm free of physical symptoms. I'm free of psychological symptoms. I'm aware that, you know, it's not, um, there isn't, we haven't done this large population study, but just in dealing with people, you do feel that it's rare to go to a community and they tell you, no, we're good. You know, free of symptoms. I wake up, I'm physically good. I don't have psychological symptoms. And so a lot of times when we're looking at different projects or home environments or something, this is actually what we show people that we're trying to achieve. This human state where you could say, I feel good. <laughs> you know, I feel good on a level. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's part of your work too. You know, how do we get to that goal? How do we really optimize our performance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to me because, well, first it begs the question, like what shapes did you put on the back of the cell tower? Um, I mean, when we look at, obviously, you know, the, the shape itself is actually one of the shapes that we, um, we use in one of our classes and, and, in like we have two levels of trainings in the advanced level, you get the shape, you can configure it yourself, work with it, test it. Um, so, you know, the idea is as soon as that we can, as soon as we can see that shapes have an effect, it's then easy to figure out the configuration we need for the, the solution that we want. It's this idea that shapes have an effect wasn't, um, I mean, it's not just by geometry that says this. So one of the things, if we look at the birth of by geometry, my, um, my father, who's the founder, at one point had inherited um, through, you know, these serendipitous events, ended up inheriting this, these, what we call the school of French redesthesia, or they would call it microvibrational physics. And there was two researchers there, their names are Chomery and de Belizel, and they actually had a lot of research on what they called shape-caused waves with a huge focus on ancient Egypt and um, different things like hieroglyphics and their effects and different different things like that. None of the shapes that we use come from ancient Egypt, but you can see a heavy influence as to what we would call the ancient Egyptian worldview and this concept of universal harmonics. Um, but when we begin to, the work that actually he inherited or this work of vibrational redesthesia or microvibrational physics or French redesthesia, it has different terms. What it allows you to do is it gives you a system to categorize all of these experiences that we spoke about, you know, shapes, color, sound, smell, touch, taste as energy effects. And they use a color scale um, to basically group everything into the effect it has on the body and allow you to measure it. So you've seen that you could see this, for example, in things like, um, you know, uh, yin yang. Yin yang are two different effects on the body, positive, negative polarity. So once we begin to group energy effects, then we, be, we can begin to actually work with them as vibrations, which is what we do, how they affect the body, and then basically configure the shapes to find the qualities that we need in order to harmonize that radiation coming out of the cell tower antenna. But there is something here that I should bring up. So we are talking about you know the picture more fully and it's this concept of electrosmog in the sense that when we look at, um, you know, if you want to call it uh, electrosmog or electromagnetic pollution in the environment, 
a lot of people only think of the actual, you know, if we're talking about Hamburg, they think that the problem is the cell tower. But when we look at um, electrosmog, we actually talk about not just the, the electromagnetic wave, but the compression wave effects that we find in the environment from the movement of this wave. So really it's if we if we look at our environment as you know more closely to living in something like a fishbowl, then we see that just as in water, when you have a boat moving, that boat creates these waves in the environment, which has these secondary effects. You know, if you're like um, if you're just bobbing on on the shore, you know, you'll feel the ripples of the movement caused by the movement of the boat from very far away. So we actually see the same thing um, in terms of the addition of electromagnetic sources in the environment. They're actually affecting what we would call that whole background weave of the universe. So this is why the solution of biogeometry, I would say, even in Hamburg, we look at it as an environmental solution. So not just that cell tower, we talk about all the environmental effects that are adding to this background weave and how we can address them and really create this harmonized environment. It's it's going to be hard for me to like <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to like it's so it's so vast and so broad, right? The 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 fact that um harm um Harmony is, is is sort of the default state for nature, right? Like on this planet, we if if we didn't if we didn't muck with it, if we didn't um, if we didn't create shapes that were out of harmony, if we didn't you know emit um, pollutants and environmental um, disruptors, like this, we would be in harmony. Does does the work of biogeometry um, aim to reharmonize what is already there does it does it does it fix stuff that's out of alignment or or is it amplifying energy um and 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 changing it i guess because i'm thinking about you know the 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 pendants that the pendant that you and i are wearing um Mm -hmm. which i can't wait to talk about um and then the the cubes for the home like the, the actual products that you guys produce for the home for harmonizing energy in the home I'm curious about whether or not, as you hear my pendant dangling and clinking and clanking together here, um, is it about is it about getting back to like homeostasis? Is that kind of the goal? Um, actually, I mean, it's funny that you say that word because we see this word come a lot when we um, in research, you know, so we were just testing. There's actually a, a piece of music composed by geometry and you know, we were asking for, um, we were going in a presentation. So we, we basically sent it to an independent research lab and they sent us this whole report, but we said, you know what, can you just give us like a few sentences that we can present? Uh, we were rushed going in and he said, yeah. So basically the music seems to be, um, introducing a state of cerebral homeostasis. And those were the exact words. Uh, you know, as far as, as far as, are we fixing what's there? I, I think there's, you know, two things where we are trying to fix what's there, but we're also trying to bring knowledge to what we call a design language that can actually begin to introduce this concept of life force in every single product that we manufacture or bring out. And we can look at it as, you know, um, stepping aside even from biogeometry. You know, one of the things that we really want people to think of is that when we're looking at modern technology, you know, try to keep the human being in the equation and the human being's health in in the equation when we're doing any kind of um, 
research for new products. And, you know, it's one of the things that we, we look at is when we go in, we're not trying to say that the past or the ancient worldview was better, but we say it's as if this quantitative. So basically, you know, you had this holistic um, right brain perception of the world with the with um, you know, a, a huge understanding what we see from ancient Egypt of shapes and their energy effects and, and those concepts of, you know, Pythagorean universal harmonics, which basically looks at, you know, music as just a small part of manifesting, showing how our universe is all connected and in resonance. But when we look at that and then we see kind of, you know, in that worldview, um, what became very fascinating to that qualitative right brain human was the left brain quantitative aspects. And so we found that these really grew and we lost something. So we're not trying to, um, to go backwards, you know, where we see what science can do. And, and one of the big things, you know, that we, we talk about when people want to prove that subtle energy exists, you know, how do you do that is you do that by actually using subtle energy to show its effects by using it practically. And so when we're able to do that, we can show this concept of what we say that, you know, quantity and quality are two sides of the same coin. And we can come in and, um, you know, bring this whole picture back to a 360 where uh, my father's first book was called, you know, Back to a Future for Mankind. And, and you know, and um, when I was asking why back to a future, not back to the future, he said, because back to the future implies that, you know, that there is a future for us and back to a future, back to a future really shows that, you know, what kind of future we have is our choice is dependent on how we begin to change the way we look at the world and our, our interaction with the environment. And I think all of the current global situations are changing the way we look at the world, the way we're connected. Um, but hopefully, you know, with biogeometry, we can speed up this process of seeing ourselves as multidimensional, of, as, of seeing things like emotions and thoughts as subtle energy that can have an effect and that can be used and of realizing that shape could actually be a form of free energy. I, I, lo I love the application because what you've, what you've touched on there is it, I think it satisfies both the reductionist uh, materialist point of point of view where, you know, everything should be measured and quantified and everything should be able to be, um, broken down and explained um, in a measurable way. Um, but also you're considering the, again, the right brain, which is the, the sort of intuition, the feeling, the interconnectedness that we have that so many of us are so distracted from acknowledging at this point in our lives. You know, there's, there's so many thousands and thousands of ways every single day to distract ourselves from how we feel. And when you do, you know, uh, studies and experiments on whole cities and, and see what happens um, in, in cities, then that's, that's both, that's quantifiable. But when you ask people how they feel, you know, it's like, well, I may not have like a, a measurable issue going on with me um, 
quantifying in a way and like, okay, well, how do you, what, what, what does it do to your blood? What did these shapes do to the back of the cell tower? What did it, what did it do to your heart rate variability? What did it do to, you know, the, the, the frequency of disease? Um, but, but perhaps even more important is how did it make you feel? Did you are, were you, did it increase your well being? And, and one thing that, that I am, that, that I'm an idea that I'm trying to develop more and more and just stay open to the fact that if we, if we as individuals don't have the energy uh, to do our own research, if we don't have the energy to think for ourselves, if we don't have the energy to get up in the morning and just be optimistic and, and, and start a garden and love our spouses and our kids and be harmonious with each other, if we don't have the energy to do that, then it's a non-starter. But if we can actually increase our energy in a consistent day-to-day basis through um, em- employing some of these some of these shapes, employing um, the this deep awareness of the importance of our environment around us, and using these shapes to amplify it, then we can actually have the energy to go be uh, better people and create a better world. So I think it's 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 fascinating to me because a a quartz crystal is fairly hard to measure, right? Like, or maybe it's not, but like holding a quartz crystal, you know, your, your friend that loves crystals is going to say, Hey man, like that's harmonizing your energy. That's making you feel better. It's giving you clarity of thought. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's activating your crown chakra, your third eye. And, and for some people that's like not enough, but with biogeometry, there are these studies that are aligned with this that are explaining what it's doing and explaining quantitatively and qualitatively. And so I really, I really love that about this. And that's because it's an ancient wisdom, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few things there. So one of the things is, you know, we got really lucky. Um, I say we, because I always, when I, you know, when I think of my father starting this 45 years ago and the uphill battle that he had to go through, even in kind of what information and what he's going to be talking about, it's a different world now. And so that's why I say we got really lucky as in all of his um, children, because um, all of us continued with biogeometry. And, you know, it, it, this is the world that we grew up in. But he was or he is actually a professor of architecture, which opened the door with his colleagues that a lot of students in Egypt are able to do their master's and PhD thesis in biogeometry. And this allows us to actually talk about things like, for example, we have a study to show that biogeometry um, raised the serotonin levels in depressed mice as, you know, it was better than basically they compared it to the two drugs they use um, on the market for this. And it was better than the two. And then there was a third, which was a combination of both that it was equal to. And so, you know, that on its own, I'm not going to say that, you know, it showed um, it it's slowly showing uh, when I say, I'm not going to say that basically the university took uh, design as a preventative medicine, but that's basically what my father asked them to do. He said, you know what, you know, if we're able to show these effects, then shouldn't we even consider things like studying building our homes as a form of preventative medicine? So we open the door to that. And then the other thing is when we begin to look at, um, the body as vibrational, right? So there's the, when we talk about what we call the physics of quality, there's different levels of perception. There's one where you perceive the color red as the color red as a vibration. And then, you know, as soon as, as I say that, then there's another level where there's a meaning level to the color red, which we would call that, that we separate that one being the vibrational level, 
one being that intuitive level. And we really try to focus on the vibrational level and develop a scale using that. And one of the things that, you know, that's been profound in biogeometry is that we actually have the shapes to go in and measure things like the emotional and mental levels. And this is where I was going through and now saying, you know, people talk about these levels where we're all connected and how can we measure the information, how we can affect that? Well, we have the shapes that enter into resonance with these levels and we can actually measure on what we would call those higher emotional and mental levels, the effect you're having on this and the effect it's having on you. And so it's always interesting because not only do we say we are the environment, but we do look at kind of this form of collective evolution we're going through as, um, you know, as, as humanity. But, you know, one of the things I guess I should have mentioned early on is, you know, one of the, the cornerstones of biogeometry and possibly the thing that we're trying to um, bring into awareness for all of these different practitioners, no matter their field, is that the, the biogeometry is based on recreating that centering quality that you find in sacred power spots. So basically... You know, once um, my father was able to classify energy, measure energy, being an architect and um, and his his, you know, being he was an architect with an emphasis on tourist planning and regional planning. And so, you know, he had a lot of uh, awareness of the history. Also, my grandfather was, um, you know, was was diving deeply into esoteric ancient Egypt. So that so there was um, a lot of understanding into history, community development, and looking really at these areas in the world from which civilizations revolved around. And these areas that are known for healing, for oracles, um, you know, and uh, looking at the energy of these areas. And the reason this was so important is because there's a lot of subtle energy systems out there. And if we're gonna come in and, and develop one, if you're looking for a subtle energy system to diagnose and give a solution, you know, there's ones with thousands of years of history. But the, the difference that biogeometry brings you is that my father spent years basically looking at just one type of subtle energy, and it's that of sacred power spots. And the reason for that is because when we look at these areas where the body enters into a set, the body has experiences a centering effect, or if, if you know, we use the term homeostasis. Uh, these are the areas where basically I can expose you to this energy quality and you'll get a beneficial effect regardless of having to diagnose what you have. And there's no dosage effect. The longer you stay in these areas, the better it is for you. And then when we talk about the human being in constant energy exchange with their environment, well, if there's these environments that are inherently healing to the body, then how do we recreate that, amplify that, enter into resonance with that so that automatically our home is actually centering us. And that, whoa, <laughs> keep going. Sorry, keep going. Well, I was just going to go into because, you know, I, I we mentioned the pendant twice and there was the question of, so, hey, what is it? Um, and so the pendant is a little bit different in the sense that, like I said, you know, we can we can measure energy flows in the body. So. Um, with instruments kind of calibrated to what we call different color qualities. You can even measure energy lines moving in the body like the meridians. But rather than just looking at the meridians, we looked at different organs in the body or all the organs in the body and how energy flows through organs. So this happens when you begin to look at things like shapes, then you obviously begin to study the shape of the body. And just like you have meridian lines along 
the shape of the body? Well, you have meridian lines, um, you know, go, running through every organ. And so once we have these, once we have these patterns or this blueprint, you know, if you want to, um, if you want to think of it as sometimes what we call it, if we're going back to the ancient Egyptian worldview, you know, once we have access to this archetypal blueprint, archetype is basically, you know, this window to the perfect uh, or the window upon which we're all built or the blueprint upon which we're all built that you would have, you know, the perfect proportions or the perfect shapes. So once we, uh, once we basically have an idea of the different energy patterns in the body, well, we can use resonance of shape and by making sure that all of these shapes have that centering quality of power spots, we have the shapes of the different energy flows of the body, make sure they're in resonance with the centering quality, and we place them on the pendant. And basically the pendant that you're wearing has all of these lines, right? So it's all of these intricately shaped um, flows. If you look at them, you might start to see how some of them are in the shape of some organs. And so things like the brain and spine ones are really obvious, and um, maybe even the kidneys, I'm looking at mine now. And so these are actually existing energy flows within the body. But through years of research, we've um, we've made sure that they're not just uh, patterns of energy. It's not just images of patterns of energy flows in the body, but we made sure we have the right patterns and that all of them carry that centering quality of the power spot. So whenever you wear your pendant, it's entering into resonance with organ energy flows in the body and when it enters into resonance with them, how does it do it? Because that energy flow that we have on the outside of the pendant exists inside of the pendant. And so the body recognizes it. And once it recognizes that shape, then through that centering quality, it begins to balance it. So we actually call these shapes biosignatures because they're existing energy patterns within the body. Um, but like I said, not just existing energy patterns in the, in the body because we don't have this perfect uh, human specimen to study, but we work on, it's the, that archetypal template by bringing in, now that we know how to measure the energy of a sacred power spot, we can make sure that every single energy pattern actually carries that energy and helps it flow into our body when we wear the pendant. And so that's the, that's the basics uh, of the pendant, these biosignature shapes. And, um, you know, for anybody interested, they can, there's the book by geometry signatures, and you can just go through all of these shapes and, you know, sometimes you can, one of the ones that's really great is something like we have a Burns biosignature and I've seen that work miracles. That was the first biosignature that my father um, ever kind of publicized. And it was, um, it was actually to my mother. He was leaving on a trip and my mother burnt herself and he said, you know, give me your hand, let me draw something. And it's from what we call a skin, um, a skin biosignature. And he drew it. And then, you know, five minutes later, my mom walked out and the burn was gone. And she said, don't you ever show this to anybody. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holy cow. So, 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 did he so what did he draw it on her? Or did he, he drew it on her skin. He drew it on her skin. And that, that one's worked miracles. I mean, my sister also, when she was... Um, when she was much younger, she had the water heater burst, and they said, um, 
you know, they took her to the ER and they said that her whole body would be covered with scars for the rest of her life. And also he uh, worked on her using that by signature as well. And, you know, if you see her now, there's no scars at all. So, you know, it's, it's all of, you know, different people will always, we have to remember that we're working on the subtle energy body. And so with different people, you get all of these different effects um, in terms of sometimes if for sure, you know, sometimes people will wear the pendant and you'll hear of these miraculous cases. Sometimes people will wear the pendant and it's really, most people we tell them consider it a form of environmental support. Probably the biggest um, study we had in regards to the pendant was that at one point in Egypt, um, there was, they did a study where they were testing all viable solutions for hepatitis C. And so this was done in the medical department of Al-Azhar University in Egypt. And basically, I mean, they asked us if we could join. You can't really make biogeometry join because we're not, it's not a pill. It's not, you know, it's nothing, it's not a, something you put on your skin. So it's really just, um, at that time, they actually called it a chip because the by all of those shapes were in like a square pendant and it looked like a computer chip. And so we used to say, you know, it's just like a chip that you wear. And so they asked us if we'd be part of the study and my father said yes. And in the first stage of the study, um, biogeometry scored 90% in normalizing liver enzymes compared to interferon, which was 30%. And so the study was shut down after that. So it didn't go into stage two and three, but we got really lucky because uh, the head of the medical department came on on national TV and he said, you know, there's a science here. I want to tell you we're seeing results and I want to tell you, let's develop this. This is the solution we need to look at. So we got really lucky that even though the study didn't continue, he went on, you know, on, on live TV and we have the recording of this and said, you know, this is something that needs to be studied. Later on, people did try to basically fund for the study to continue. Um, but what the university told them is if you give us funding, you can't tell us where to put it. So we can't tell you that it's going to go into continuing the study. Um, but that was basically, I mean, that was, that was one of the other um, large scale studies where we showed the effect of, of biosignatures because you had about 300 patients. My experience when I when I first received my pendant and the uh, accompanied um, L90 shape was like as soon as I opened the box and as soon as I saw it, I got this calming feeling, um, like normalizing. And and I am you know as a biohacker uh, and someone who's really has has a lot of interoception. I, I understand what's going on inside of my body. If I have an ache or a pain, or if I have, you know, a, a drastic change in my emotional state, you know, this has just come from lots of meditation and lots of quantification, lots of, you know, exercise and psychedelics and, and spiritual development. I, I have become really just aware of myself, aware of what's going on inside my body. And when I pulled out the pendant, as soon as I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's kind of just nice to look at. Like, I don't just sort of let my eyes, you know, sort of go around the pendant and looking at the different squigglies and uh, the, the signatures. And and then I put it on. And within about 10 or 15 minutes, I, I honestly, the only way, and I've described it to my friends um, who've asked me about it, the way that I describe it is it made me feel like a tree. It made me feel like a big, strong, healthy tree. I felt um, 
like I had a lot of fortitude. I still do. I, I feel I feel like I have more calm. I feel like I am grounded and connected and like unfazable. And for for people now during this wacky time in history that we're all you know trying to do our best to manage with, something as simple as wearing a pendant uh, can actually really quickly affect your your state, your your state of consciousness, your state of bodily awareness, your the, the way that you show up, the way that you be. And um, I wonder how many uh, can you share with us because I want to get into the cube too, but but can you share with us how some other stories of people and what they've experienced uh, wearing wearing the pendant as well? I mean, you know one of the things I'll touch upon that came to my head as soon as you said calm was actually um, we had uh, an interior designer we worked with who studied by geometry and was applying it in um, in his work and he was in New York and so um, you know he they decided that they were going to write an article about this by geometry redesigned apartment and you know it was in Veranda magazine and the editor walked in as soon as he walked in and he said you know what I'm going to write this article um, and I know what I'm going to call it I'm going to call it calm and he said you know he looked um, at my father and and um, he was you know, they, they were there and, and he was saying, this is the first time that I've seen the cameraman that I've worked with for so many years come. And so, you know, I know what I'm going to write. And it's the same thing where, you know, we did also work with some uh, companies who do animal farming and um, they came to us for biogeometry as a solution to raise chickens without antibiotics. So um, actually I shouldn't say they came to us. Basically we had a, a student who was from this region where they do a lot of animal farming and he wanted to do a study showing uh, there was a master's done with this in Egypt, but he wanted to recreate the study in North America in Quebec. And so he took it to um, an area where they were funded to do some research uh, by the government. And then he finally convinced them to do research in biogeometry for raising chickens without antibiotics. And, you know, they weren't looking, they weren't convinced of biogeometry. They weren't looking for it as a solution. The reason I know they weren't convinced of biogeometry is basically, you know, they told us, you know, you have to last for three months before we'll give you a document saying that you have a solution. And we said, okay. And then at three months, they said, no, you have to last for six months said, okay, six months. They said, no, you have to go for nine months. Um, after nine months, they not only gave us the document saying we have a solution to raise chickens without antibiotics at a large scale, but we also, um, they actually moved into giving us their, all of their poultry uh, houses to harmonize. And we went on a commercial scale with them where now we've been, we've had that solution going for, I, I want to say five years. But one of the big things there as well is that one of their distributors actually called them and told them the chickens that we get from you uh, don't fight each other. And so that was also, uh, you know, interesting when we talk about calm, they said they don't fight each other and they're very, and they actually use the words calm as well. And so, you know, that's another application. Um, and not, of course, they don't take any antibiotics or, or, um, or any kind of chemicals. So that was uh, obviously the goal we were going for. So what was specifically done? Were you, do you 
used the the biosignatures um signatures actually and are they like written on the wall or or is this the use of the cube because it and, and it, it's especially interesting to me because i i just got six chickens for the first time in my life um i've never raised any you know i've had pets but never had chickens before so we have six chickens um uh I, I, it's interesting to me like is it do the do you draw the squiggles do you draw the biosignatures pardon me um in the space or is this the use of the cube no, so this would be more along the lines of the cube. So to explain what the cube is, I mean, you uh, we talked about the cell tower, and I said um, there's shapes installed on the cell tower. And those who want to see what one of those shapes looks like, it's in that report on our on our website. It's um, called the Hemberg Report. If you scroll down to the bottom, there'll be a section called Resources. So if somebody wants to put kind of um, a name to the a face to the shape, um, but basically. We have a lot of these shapes that we bury in the ground or place in specific locations or place on power spots that we find to amplify them. And uh, when Hemberg came and when Hirschberg came, so to understand by geometry, we really say that we didn't set out to um, sell products. You know, it was never a uh, part of the goal. It was really developing a science. What happened, the pendant came about that you're wearing. It was actually going back to that hepatitis C uh, research and once um, the head of the medical department went out and he said, like I was saying on national television, all of those things like we have a science, there's an effect. We had hundreds of people show up at our office with nothing to give them. This wasn't something we were making. This was something that was just available as part of the study. And so that led to the birth of the pendant. And then basically the home kit led to after Hamburg, um, there's also it was also aired on TV in Switzerland. And again, those uh, shows are available on our YouTube channel where you can see the news talking about it. And so some people said, well, what about us? You know, what about my home? What about my town? And we explained it's it's too, we can't go in and harmonize every region unless we have uh, the government on board with us, the whole community on board with us. And, um, you know, even in, in Switzerland, we were working with Swisscom as well. Um, so we had to now like improvise on how we can provide this solution. So we looked at the shapes we installed in Hamburg and we basically use all of those shapes are, if you look at your, um, if you look at a cube, you'll see that it has all of these little notches on it. And those notches are actually just miniature version of those large shapes that we use in our projects. And we basically can now have this cube. That's a travel cube for you to place in your home and get, you know, a, a similar effect or, or um, to what we do in those large scale projects because you're getting those shapes in your space. And so that's the idea of the cube. And so you could, with the with the chickens, there was both. So we, we kind of separate between the biosignatures as being shapes that enter into resonance with energy patterns in the body. And then the cube is more for the space. And so with the chickens, we had the shapes um, that are in the cube specifically placed in locations. And then also um, we did have biosignatures being in, you know, we, in the same, uh, we have shapes that we would call, we call emitters and some of them are engraved with these biosignatures emitting into the space. But the main solution was really working on the space. And, you know, as, as part of the home kit as well, we really look at everything as a system. So the home kit has the cube, but we also have these attachments that you place on your electric panel 
to work on um, the whole energy quality of, you know, uh, the whole electrical system in the house. We have attachments that you place on water pipes for the water coming into the house to also work on the energy quality of the water. So we're really trying to develop it into kind of a whole home solution. It's so fascinating. I mean, as you're, as you're talking, I'm looking at it right now. Um, and, and just to describe, just, well, you have to see it to believe it, everybody. So go go to biogeometryshop.com and look at the look at what we're talking about here. Uh, it'll be also be in the show notes for those of you who are unable to to uh, look at it. But what we're really talking about is it like a? It looks to me is it what two? Is it four inches by? Is it a four inch cube? Yeah, that sounds about right. Ish. To me. Yeah, and and it and it looks like it, it looks like a clear uh, plastic too, but it has all these, all these little dots and lines and notches on it. And then it has these other, um, flat, they almost look sort of trapezoidal, um, almost like a razor blade, but skinnier and, and longer. And that must be what, um, what goes on the, um, on the pipes and on the, um, the circuit, um, or the electrical panel. This is so relevant to me, honestly. I, I literally have people at my house right now in the back um, updating my water system. We're on a well here at this house uh, on this piece of property, and they are installing a bunch of new um, uh, uh, softener equipment um, to improve the quality of the water. Well, let me just say it right now. I I, I know you're out of stock, but I want to be I want to be the first to be emailed uh, when these come available again, so that I can purchase one because I I, I felt personally what this pendant has done for for my biological systems. Um, I I just can't wait to explore what the um, uh, what the home kit can do because I, right now I, I'm, I'm literally in this process of, of setting up my house to be most energy efficient, least deleterious when it comes to EMF. Um, and, uh, I just, you know, hearing, hearing Paul check talk about, um, coming down to, to this body of water near his house. And one of his, one of his friends or assistants brought the cube out and, and set it near a waterfall in his house. And he said, you know, he's highly sensitive too and highly intuitive. Um, he's a mystical dude himself. And he's like, he, he, he's like, what did you do down here? And, uh, the, the assistant of his said, well, I just put this, I set this cube up. Um, how often do you hear, oh my gosh, this is immediately noticeable. I can immediately tell that the energy is different in this place. Um, I mean, I think also we're part of a community where um, we get to speak to a lot of highly intuitive people and people that are really in touch with their body and themselves. So, you know, with, with, with those kind of people, we, we can feel it or they can feel it right away. And we always get this reaction in the sense that there is a sense of calmness that people feel. And, uh, and like you said, I mean, with, with Paul himself, um, you, you can see that with um, not just, you know, the reaction to the cube, but I've even seen some things like artwork he's done and things like that, that show that. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing where, uh, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people who do things like, I guess a big time that we hear it from people is also people who work with other people and they find that draining. Um, there's a lot going on there in their subtle energy system in terms of the emotional and mental effects of working with so many people, they'll feel it right away people that do things like kind of hold space for a lot of people will also feel that right away. Mm. So, um, 
you know, sometimes, and, and it's, it's like you said, like you're moving I and mean, we were just talking and you said, you know, you're, you're moving out of the city into this going and being more in touch with nature on a larger property. And, and so I think when you start also going into these environments and paying attention to your environment, you will feel this huge shift when the cube is there, because there's a lot that we talk about in terms of, um, you know, we like to tell people, listen to your body or um, to be calm and meditate in their spaces and do activities that open up their energy system. And a lot of times, you know, it's, you don't know if the body is actually in a state where you can communicate with it properly, where you should be listening to your body. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of people who, who are living in environments that are actually detrimental to their energy system but because they've been living in these environments for so long, when they go to a new environment and you even let them kind of choose where to sit, they will choose the area that is detrimental and not healing to their system because that's what they're exposed to. That's what they're living in. And it's, you know, so when we look at the importance of harmonizing the subtle energy system, this is one of the big things that we want for people is for them to be in a space where they can do the activities of opening up your energy system. And then those activities are always beneficial where um, they can do things like listen to their body because their body is in a multidimensional centered state. You know, those are the goals that we're trying to reach. What, what's the big goal? Uh, what's like, let's say if, if you, if you guys could, you know, snap your fingers and, and really deploy this information to to the planet for people to know and use and understand like at in your most in your wildest dreams for what this could do for the planet and for people um and animals and topsoil um and water what 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 is the grandest dream of of your work like what 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 do you have you? I, I don't know if you've. I'm sure you. I'm sure you thought about this a bit, oh. right? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Of course, when we talk about kind of our current goals, we've talked about modern technology and humanizing it. But yeah, if we could snap our fingers and and you know, kind of get that um, genie in a bottle wish. I guess one of the things is where we talk about the energy of shape and we give a design language to recreate the energy of a sacred power spot. There's huge implications for that. When I talk about centering your body on a multidimensional level, there's huge implications for that because like I said, our our subtle energy system is based on energy exchange information. And so, you know, when we start forming this environment or, or interacting with people, all of that forms us right back equally. If we could have everybody designing with the knowledge of what we call nature's own design language, through this, through the understanding of biogeometry, then every single thing you interact with would actually be strengthening to your subtle energy system, everything. And it would be um, like, you know, if you, you wake up and, and you, even the mug that you have your coffee in, that's designed to, to not just um, help you physically, but help you on all of these levels. This is also important because you can think of it now, if, if everything around me is doing that, of course I'll be healthier. Um, but there's a, there's a larger implication there where we talk about, uh, living in harmony with nature's laws and beyond this idea where, uh, when we look at, um, ancient civilizations or, or ancient Egypt specifically living in harmony with nature's laws, 
is very different because it's not just when we talk about what these laws are, there's a level where we think our own morality is really the judge of how we should be moving as a society, but we're not agreed on our morality. Not everybody agrees on what's right or wrong, but there is a universal type of morality. If, you know, a, a lot of times in, um, in esoteric circles, you'll, you'll really think of it as listening to your heart or listening to, um, that, you know, that, that, soul that's beyond you that's that's beyond connected to you as a person and so we would be living within and manifesting all of these universal laws if everything we designed around us was centering to our energy system so that would be the goal that everything everything you get in your car your coffee your computer you know your bed everything is actually designed to be supporting your energy system i love i love that answer i love the coffee cup example yeah i mean if if every room of your house, every item that you have is 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 designed and purposeful to 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 optimize, I mean the name the name of the game is to optimize your performance and also optimize your energy and your life. That's that should that should be the goal, and and now is the time for us all to really kind of expand the way that we're thinking about ourselves and the way that we're thinking about what we do and how we do it and what we surround ourselves with. I think, you know, um, in, in, in my research and understanding of, of environment, you know, we don't take our, our domiciles seriously. We, we don't, you know, a lot of people just have, you know, super unorganized, really messy homes. They, 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 um, they don't understand that the couch that they bought on Craigslist, um, has like a, like an energetic residue that may not go so well with you and your body and um for for so many of us who are spending so much more time inside being cooked by radiation from emfs and you know microwaving hot pockets and you know um not really taking care not really taking care of our bodies or environments this this is this is an answer this is a solution going into a a future that we can be in 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 more alignment vibrationally with everything around us and um you know the cube it says that it uh that it that one cube which is you know a a pretty small thing affects a 3000 square foot space can can you tell us a little bit more about how the cube works because i know that there's a charging plate as well um just can you elaborate a, a little bit more about um what how to use the cube most effectively? Um, I mean, the cube is really when we designed it, the idea was to have a product that anybody could install in their home. Anybody would just place. And one of the things, you know, that, that it needs is just a little bit of space. So we tell everybody to just put it on a white sheet of paper. The shapes themselves are specifically designed to be emitting in this space. Of course, it helps. One of the big things that help, you know, a lot, I spoke about the electric panel and the water. Um, and those are actually really important because those are, are what we call energy keys or energy flows going through the whole home. So that also helps the cube cover the whole house when you have your, your panel balanced and when you have um, that water balanced as well. Again, by putting that on the incoming water pipes and the incoming electricity into the home. And basically the cube and the pendant come with what we call a clearing tray. And what happens is whenever you have um, any material 
there's what we call impregnation. Impregnation is just a form of energy exchange. So, um, you know, if, if you if you wear glasses or earrings or any kind of jewelry on your body or anything like that, um, after a while you could feel that it starts getting uncomfortable and heavy. That's That happens from what we call impregnation. And basically when the your your most common form of impregnation is is really just dust and so a lot of times if you have the pendant we tell people you know just lightly blow on the pendant or tap it but there are forms of impregnation that are that are emotional or mental in nature and that's what the clearing tray that comes with the cube is for as well as the pendant it has shapes on there that really help to reharmonize the energy on emotional and mental levels so you can use this if you wear glasses you have because you have a clearing tray with the pendant you can use you can put the glasses on it anything you're wearing all day you can actually just keep that tray next to you and place on it and and it doesn't take long i, I notice in the in the pamphlet in the insert from the pendant it says it just just like one minute on the clearing tray is enough yeah one minute usually each side just put it for a minute each side awesome so cool What do here comes here comes a whammy question that I, I like because it, it helps <laughs> it helps face face the haters. Um, what do how, what do the haters say? How do people try to discredit or poo poo this this proven technology? Um, well, you know, anything. I mean, as 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 far as you can think of anything that's been said about us being crazy, about this being a scam, about, you know, taking people for a run for their money, all of this stuff obviously has been said about by geometry. Um, you know, I, I always laugh about um, a story. We went out for dinner once with a consultant, and then he was basically talking about this website that talks about and discredits all of these pseudosciences and how it's actually a good thing to be on this website because then, you know, people interested in all of this esoteric stuff will know your name or something. And then I was like, so I can't say I agreed with that marketing plan, but I was just like, okay. So I remember I went home and told my father the story and then he was like, Oh, that's old news. I was on this website 30 years ago. <laughs> and so, um, you know, what I'll say, I won't say that what surprises me, is uh, people um, who say it's a scam, who say it can't work, who say, you know what, if I didn't grow up in this, I'd, I'd probably say the same thing. I'm sure, uh, you know, my father, a lot of people are surprised he was actually working before he was, he wasn't, before he started working by geometry, when he was introduced to things like um, pendulums and to measure energy and things like that. He, he didn't discredit it, but he said like, I'm not interested so much in this. I'm more of a science guy. And he had to be convinced, no, there's a science there. There's research there. Look at it yourself. Um, so I'll say that one of the, you know, one of the things, one of the stories that to me really shows kind of, um, where we could, how we could be different if we just thought differently is that, uh, my father, at one point, he was advisor to the Minister of Scientific Research in Egypt. And obviously, there was a huge deal that there he was this, you know, with this woo-woo science, and he was advisor to the Minister of Scientific Research. So the Minister of Scientific Research um, said, you know what, 
you guys, um, Ibrahim's going to prove his work. So you set up an experiment and he will prove. And the, basically the experiment was to show that shapes have an effect on biological life functions. Um, I don't, and, and they set up the experiment I, off the top of my head. It was something like the growth rate of something on a Petri dish that was supposed to be a certain amount. And he used shapes to change it or to stop it or, and he did the experiment. And then basically after getting the results, they said, no, um, our experiment was flawed. We need to repeat it again. At that point, the minister himself told my father, he said, you don't need to repeat anything again because we have a way uh, bigger problem if, you know, the, the most competent scientists of our country can't set up a proper scientific experiment. <laughs> but my father said he'll repeat it again. And they did it this time with rather than having like two Petri dishes, like, I don't know, eight test tubes that were closed. He had the same result. At that point, his friend, who is the minister, thought these scientists would be so excited to begin to study this new science because he was passing the scientific experiments that they put in place for him. Uh, and he set up this, he, he basically wanted to set up this lab where they would study the energy of shape and, and you know, it was, um, it, he would have a team of scientists working with him, all of the resources he wanted. After about three months, my father went and said, it's not working. Because they're not, and, and when he, and then when he asked the scientists, you know, what what's going on, and they said the shapes do what Ibrahim t tells them to do. That's the conclusion that they went to. So even these world-renowned scientists basically decided that rather than this concept of you know the vibration or energy of shape, that they would jump to the fact, no, like we believe it's magic. So you believe it's magic over <laughs> and surprising results but i'll also say that you do have these um obviously i mean we obviously work with there's there's a lot of hardcore engineers and physicists that work with us and that come to the classes and doctors as well who work with us and and they see the effects but you also have people who i have to admit sometimes i'm surprised when they're you know never heard of biogeometry um never been exposed to this and they are these uh, you know big names in in um as, as electrical engineers and big names as physicists and they're open to it. And that's also really great to see as well, where they're like, great, show me the research you've done. Talk to me about your results. This is really amazing. And it opens up the door and we create some really amazing friendships with, um, with these people as well, because they, they know that there's a joint goal between all of us, even if they're not working in the subtle energy field. Wow, that's that's hilarious. So it's not it's not it's not the shapes that are actually affecting matter. It's uh it's telepathy. <laughs> that was some people will jump, you know. And it's everything, you know. Even Switzerland at one point they said, Oh, there was a mass hypnosis, you know, my father said really like a mass you know what? Like he said, if I could hypnotize a community to be healthy and happy, I wouldn't hide behind biogeometry. Totally. Oh my gosh. Of course. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I could, if I could influence, uh, entire cities with my mind, I wouldn't need to, you know, yeah. I wouldn't need to, cre you know, create the shapes. Uh, tell us a little bit about the classes that, that you, uh, that you host. What, what do those do? How can people find it? Where can they get involved? Um, they just go to the website, they'll see recently we started online classes. And I think the big thing with the classes is, um, we teach people how to measure, measure their subtle energy system, measure these, um, again, measure those levels where, uh, 
if you want to have a better idea of even measuring the effect of the pendant in the cube and working with them and things like that. So there's there's two classes. Normally, I would say there's six-day classes, but since they're live, we had to stretch them out over three weeks. And then we actually do teach people. Um, my brother runs a program of home practitioners who go in and teach people how to evaluate and uh, basically uh, evaluate a home and provide solutions for the home. So they can do some neat things like even check for power spots in your home and amplify them. They can really personalize the solution for your home. So that's that's really great as well that once you finish those levels, you can progress to that. That sounds super interesting. I would, I would mean, what a, what a unique skill to be able to provide uh, to people. What, what an amazing awareness. And I've got to ask, is a lot of the identification of the power spots on you know, I'm thinking selfishly about the, my acreage and, and in my home as well. And, and if, as you're listening to this, think about your home, think about where you feel the most comfortable, think about where you have your best thinking, where you feel love, where you feel most connected. I mean, is, is the process of identifying those spots, uh, both inside, both indoors and outdoors, is it through the use of that, of, of the, the pendulums? Yeah, we have a pendulum that's specifically tuned. So our pendulums basically are tuned to all of these different angles. And as we change the angle, we change, if you want to think of it as frequency, even though frequency is a quantitative term. So there's specific angles for the power spots. And we look for those in the home and we can do the measurements. I mean, the idea is, um, you know, some people are put off when we say pendulums. We do have the... You can show the effect using biofeedback devices, neurofeedback devices of harmonizing a home, basically anything that measures the human body. But the pendulum is a great vibrational instrument because we are a vibrational body. And so it's a actually the, the most efficient way for us to locate the areas where we will be, get vibrationally into balance and, and get an evaluation of what's going on in the home. And that's because we as as biological beings are conductive. We are actually soaking in energy and doing something with it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. We're doing something with that energy. And by holding the pendulum and watching the way that it's rotating, how quickly, how far, just by holding it steady in a space, we're actually the, – the energy that we're picking up on in the space is traveling through our bodies down to the pendulum to like make specific determinations. Yeah, I mean, there's all of these resonances and basically by holding the pendulum with that specific length or angle or something, then we tune the body to enter into resonance with something specific. And so um, we can pick up all these effects. I, the best example I could give you is actually um, there's if you think of uh, looking for water. So if we think of pendulums, probably the most famous thing is water dowsing, except our difference in biometry is we don't use um, we don't calibrate to our subconscious. So we're not using our intuition. And the reason for that is because intuition is, is really based on what we call the meaning level. So it becomes difficult to create a language or a scale that we can all work with. So we work with what we've called physical redesthesia or that vibrational level. And so um, if you think of your body, it's act one of the easiest things to tune your body to locate is water. Because you become a vibrational sample with how much water is in your body. And so that's why a lot of times we hear of success stories with locating water with a pendulum. Got it. Oh, makes sense. 
makes sense. I mean, the the dowsers, you know, that, that walk around. I've seen, I've seen, you know, documentary films about dowsers that walk around with like a Y shaped stick and just sort of follow the rotation of the stick to 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 locate like wells and stuff. Is it is it? I know it's not the same thing, but is it similar? Yeah, I mean, it's similar. What they're picking up is a resonance with. So there's you could do that in two ways. One type of dowser could be actually walking around trying to connect with the subconscious, asking if is there water here. That's not what we do. Um, another type of dowser could be using that stick to try to actually pull in their focus to the water in their body and feel the vibration when their water in their body begins to enter into resonance with water in the ground. And that's more of what we do is we try to tune the body to focus on one thing at a time so we can detect it. And if that one thing is a power spot, we tune into that by tuning our instrument to that specific frequency or angle. And then we can pick it up through resonance. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. I love this. Um, what, before, before I, I go into the, the last question, which is a fill in the blank question, um, what, what did I not ask? What, what is, is there like a key thing? Is there a key product, a key understanding or awareness or a study or, or, or just an opinion of yours that, that I didn't ask that absolutely needs to be included in this conversation? Um, let me think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think it was really, um, great to speak about, what if we could snap our fingers what we would want because i think that touched upon a lot of really our goal or what we see i mean one of the things if, if i had to add two other things that i would say are, are missing in this conversation is you know just also that that centering quality that we speak about in power spots exists within our own energy system we can pick it up and so it's important to be able to have that energy interaction that's centered because it will center our own body. And, you know, the other thing I guess um, that's important to bring up is we brought up pyramids. And if people are listening and they are um, meditating under a pyramid, I would suggest those are the people that I would suggest actually pick up a copy of the book because they'll see that when we analyze a pyramid shape, the pyramid base is actually eight-sided um, because most of the time they're replicating the the Giza pyramids. And so that pyramid shape is actually eight sided, which creates this type of vortex rotation with the power spot with the Giza plateau and the power spot we have there. But if you recreate that pyramid in the same proportions, four sided, it's actually weakening to our energy system. And so everybody who's sitting meditating under a pyramid, it's a good idea to, um, to pick up that book because there's a really easy solution of just, I mean, most of the time you're, you, you can engrave a line right in the, right through the centers of the pyramid so that it's the center of each side. So you're getting that eight sided effect or bend it a little bit. I think that's a really important one because some people are meditating under these for beneficial effects. And then the other thing that I'll say is, you know, one thing to keep in mind with electromagnetic radiation that we're picking up a lot with all of the increase of electromagnetic radiation in our environment is that electromagnetic radiation has a dehydrating, dehydrating effect on the body. And so drink, try to drink really good quality water. You know, I think that's one of the big things that we're seeing in biogeometry is important. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, those, those are some of the things we touched upon. Yeah, that's great. That I would 
That, add- that's great. That's totally, you're, you're totally right about that. And I, I don't think that people really understand how quite dehydrated they are. Um, you know, uh, yeah, getting, getting your water, stop drinking tap water, especially if your municipality is using fluoride, fluoride and chlorine and bromine, you know, find, go to findaspring.com to literally go find a spring and collect your own water that hasn't been tampered with, that doesn't have pharmaceuticals, you know, or flushed, you know, um, SSRIs that make it into your water system. The smart, I think this is one of the smartest things I've done, um, is, is not drink tap water and we still don't. Um, and right now we're getting a reverse osmosis and remineralization installed, like literally today in, in the house. And then once I get the, um, um, this the the biogeometry cube and and accompanying um, the environmental home balancing stuff. Um, it's just going to be that much that much better. Uh, so so this this has been phenomenal. I, I mean I really we could really go for a, for for more for hours and hours longer. But um, uh, where we, where would you direct pe- to pe- people to go? Um, I know you said, I've said the website, if you maybe want to say it again and, um, and give, you know, tips on what maybe the best way to navigate the website is, and then I'll, and then I'll ask our final question. Um, I mean, by geometry.com, if people are interested in that report I spoke about and they want to see the shapes, if they just scroll down all the way to the footer, there'll be something that says uh, a section that says resources. They can find what's called the Hemberg Report there. They could find a copy of a brochure. Um, they can even find a paper, what we call a paper emitter, which is actually, it has the shapes on the pendant if they want to see what they look like and begin to use it for themselves at home. Awesome. Um, so this is the last question that I have, and, and it's the same for everybody. And, and this can be just based on, on everything that you know. Uh, it's a fill-in-the-blank question. Um, take as much time to elaborate or as little as you wish, but if you would, please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it from a biogeometry perspective, but I'm gonna have to say everybody would benefit from knowing how to center, or even not just how to how to verify that they're centering their body and their space multidimensionally. That's good. Yeah, that's that's the first time I've heard that. That's wonderful. Dorea Kareem, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you for having me. And scene.